Welcome back again to the Free Thought Project podcast. This is John Vibes. I'm joined, as usual, by Matt Savoy and Jason Bassler. And before we get started today, I just want to remind everybody, as I always do, to rate, review, subscribe, iTunes, YouTube, wherever you can, uh, because as we're going to be discussing today, there's a lot of social media censorship going on. The war on information and knowledge is is very strong right now, and there have been a lot of updates, specifically around YouTube, but there have been some interesting articles to come out this week kind of exposing the moderation farms that Facebook has kind of doled out to third parties to do the work and things like that. So we're going to get into that today, but Matt actually put together an article on an issue that was happening in the comments of uh, YouTube videos, and it was seemingly innocuous videos with children, but apparently there were pedophile groups communicating in these comments, and it scared a whole bunch of advertisers away from YouTube, and they had to shut down these videos and everything, but it kind of just exposed this underworld of all this crazy stuff that's going on within the website that actually probably should be moderated off because there's harm going on, there's kids involved and stuff like that, instead of the ultra-focus on political content. And also, there a lot of these children's videos, they are advertised to parents as being safer, more moderated. They even give you a separate app for the kids, which we're now finding is pretty much pointless because there is even more nefarious information being targeted specifically at children through these apps. So, Matt, did you want to discuss a little bit about that article you wrote? Yeah, yeah. So for like the last couple of years, you know, the Free Thought Project has been exposing this really weird and twisted content that, that's on YouTube. You know, the Tosh.0, the comedian, did a, did a little expose on it um, about, I guess it was in 2017, and uh, he discovered all these backwater channels that had not really child pornography on them, but it was more like just children in really uncomfortable, compromising positions. And um, one instance where these like these little girls, like six-year-old girl, was taped to a bed and looked like she was being held hostage. What got our attention about these videos was that uh, they they had millions, tens of tens of millions of views. And these people were making, you know, these people made millions of dollars on this on, on on a single channel. It had over 10 billion views with these really really weird videos on it. And I mean, they had like cockroaches on babies. It was it was disgusting. And so yeah, they had so 12 billion views. And we've been blowing the whistle on this forever. You know, we whenever we discovered these these channels that showed this questionable content, this is right at the height of when. YouTube started pulling channels like from, you know, they started demonetizing uh, Ron Paul and WikiLeaks, uh, their YouTube channels. 
and this stuff was just flourishing. Obviously, I know 12 billion views. That's that's more than some major news outlets. So they they weren't doing anything about it, you know. And then so eventually, all these advertisers they got word of all this content that was out there, and some of it is. It's 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 far worse than just a girl taped to her bed. There's like some that are computer generated where they have like a little girl in a like tied up and then some demon monster with a giant erection standing right next to her. And this shit's all over YouTube. So like they take down one of these channels and it pops back up and they're monetized and they're they're making all these ads. And I mean, how this stuff gets through their moderation is beyond me. Like we put a video up this morning. It literally published an hour and a half ago. It's on the Buffalo Police Department how they bloodied that guy's face and then drug him through the halls. We just got an email not one hour after saying that it was age restricted. So these other ones, um, you know, these other channels that are that are putting this content out there with uh, like what Derek Bros did his big expose. I, I covered that in the article too. I put that his uh, I put his video in there. It went into depth into all this stuff. But how YouTube is not um, seeing this and moderating that out, uh, you know, with a, a little girl and a demon with a giant erection. I mean, dude, that they, they, they with an hour, they, they age restricted our stuff. You know, this other stuff's making it through to the kids apps. I just don't understand. It's almost a, like maybe deliberate, you know, I mean, that's the tinfoil hat, but it's uh, it's just crazy how this is allowed. So the advertisers are now seeing all that and uh, some huge advertisers have pulled their money out of YouTube. Uh, within the past week, AT&T um, and Hasbro both pulled out and um, Nestle and Fortnite pulled out a little while back too. And Disney uh, also reportedly paused their ads. So the, the good news is that this is getting exposed, but the bad news is that it's, uh, it's affecting kids. It's really sick and it really just highlights the priority of their focus. And it's crazy to me that this has gone on for so long. While they have been ramping up consistently their focus and censorship on anything remotely political. And I think they, they could kind of care less about some of these, some of this content that actually might do harm. Instead, they're just doing whatever they can to appease the media and the politicians that have been kind of breathing down their neck to try to clean up all this fake news. Meanwhile, all this stuff is going on behind the scenes. I mean, I know there's more of it. I know you, you were talking about some other stuff that was going on, Matt, about uh, how your son had seen some of this content. Yeah, so... Not only is there this like borderline child pornography being put onto these YouTube channels, but there's this new stuff, which is it's utterly ridiculous. Vibes brought it to my attention on Monday. I mean, it, it, it almost made me cry. It was so horrific. They're slipping into kids' videos, these characters that are like demonic looking and really scary looking. I mean, just looking at the face of these people is, is, is really scary. And so that's going to naturally, it's going to grab a kid's attention. This is how it works. The kid's just watching a normal cartoon or some Pepe the Pig or whatever cartoon on YouTube. And then all of a sudden the, the cartoon stops and this demon-like creature comes up and starts telling the kid to pay attention and don't tell your parents what I'm about to tell you. You need to go like turn on the stove and, and like turn the gas on. And then if you don't do that, we're going to kill your parents and you need to kill yourself. And one of them like was given directions on how to slit your wrists and I mean, this is just, this is really fucking scary, man. So after I found this out, I can, you know, I have two children and I had to have a meeting with them. We had a meeting yesterday morning and, and we talked about it and I was telling my son, uh, I was describing this face to him cause I wasn't about to show it to him cause it's just that creepy. So as I was describing the face to him, he knew what it was. He, he only has the YouTube kids app. I was describing the, this creature to him. 
It's uh, if you want to see what it's, it's called, Momo. You can go Google it. It's scary shit. It's a Japanese statue, but it's photoshopped and the face is 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 plastered. And that's the, this is the face that's telling these kids to go kill themselves. And so I was describing that to my son, and he tells me that he's already seen it in the YouTube Kids app. It, it, he said it has popped up in, in videos that he's seen already. So I'm going to warn him, you know, and he's this has already happened. He's already been exposed to that. And this is in YouTube Kids app, and some of them are even were even titled Momo, is what he said, which is utterly ridiculous, man. Like this is this is something that can be weeded out with an algorithm, like a, just a computer string, like quote Momo end quote, you know, that could be taken out of here just like that, and it's still getting through the Kids app, and it, that's just it's just crazy. This is a meme that is designed to have children cause self harm. It's known for as Momo. And it is getting into the kids app at rampantly, and it, this is this is just this is a major problem. You know, we're not calling for censorship or anything like that. But if YouTube wants to, you know, have any kind of credibility in the moderation uh, arena, then they need to do something about this. And and they're, them not doing anything about this and going after political content much harder is just it just shows where their priorities lie. Yeah, and I think that this. There's a lot of parallels here with real-world policing, in my opinion, too, because there is this whole thing where there's this cover story of why we have the moderation. The moderation is here to keep us safe, to keep children safe. Children are always evoked in this, just like the laws against drugs and the victimless crimes and all the reasons that people defend for having law enforcers out there uh, arresting people for victimless crimes. We have a similar situation taking place here in the electronic world because they're actually not going after the real crime. They're just keeping order, doing their part to keep order in this, for lack of a better word, slave system that we're in. It's just another part of that, I feel, and I feel like there's all these parallels just because of the fact that we're, we're getting a cover story that it's for our protection and the real stuff that is actually a problem in society, you know, the murders, the rapes, they go unsolved, just like these dangers to children on these platforms go unsolved, where the anti-war activists, the police accountability activists, and, you know, the people who are speaking up against Big Pharma they are the ones who are the real target. Yeah, exactly. That that's the that's a great point because they're, they they claim to keep all to keep us safe to do all this to keep us safe, and it, it keeps no one safe. It just keeps the people from learning about the establishment's um, crimes. And anybody who tries to hold the establishment accountable is they're kept safe from anybody who wants to hold the establishment accountable. They while they let content like this that encourages children to kill themselves, there are political peaceful political views being just silenced left and right and it it just yeah it just goes to show you how utterly ridiculous this has gotten there were actually suicides actually tied to this like some of the some of these kids did kill themselves and it's uh i mean it's it's horrifying to think that to, that, that that this is being you know that someone can watch a youtube video and then kill themselves but that's what's going on I have no idea like how this isn't hasn't been nipped in the bud immediately. Where are these moderators? How are these people not being, you know, taken down and how is this continuing to be injected into kids media on the on the YouTube app? And I think you did the right thing by talking to your your children about this. Children are very curious. The best thing we could do is be proactive and actually try to explain some of this stuff to them before they find it on their own. I think that's a mistake 
previous parents and generations past have kind of made over and over again, especially when it comes to like drug use or um, sex or whatever it may be. A lot of times parents will just turn a blind eye to that. So I commend you for running it by them and trying to address it before they actually acted on it. Yeah, thank you, man. I mean, it's it's that big of a deal. I like, Whenever I saw that, it was late at night and I... I wanted to just go wake him up and tell him about it right then and there. You know, I was that I was that scared. I got no sleep because I just I was like, maybe I did already see this. You know, maybe it was just it was just crazy. I got I, it, I'm glad that we addressed it, and I'm glad that it didn't go further than it already had. You know, I mean, the fact that this has already worked on other children and they've taken their own, like a ten year old boy hung himself and a twelve year old girl hung herself. And um, that's what this Momo character encourages the kids to do within the YouTube videos is to go hang themselves. And uh, it's called like the Momo challenge or some bullshit like that. And it's appeared in like all these children's videos like Peppa Pig and Fortnite videos. And people are now figuring it out, you know, that YouTube is not safe. And I mean, I agree. It's, (laughs) It's not a it's not a safe space for children at all. Well, hold on one sec. They have a Pepe the pig and a Pepe the frog. <laughs> I, I, I was think thinking Peppa the same Pig is like thing. this cartoon, this YouTube personality on uh, on YouTube, um, like he's a kids show on YouTube. You know what's also crazy is that YouTube this this past week actually announced that they're uh, demonetizing any uh, accounts or channels that are talking about anti-vaccination information. And uh, I don't know. I, I think that's totally crazy. You know, I feel like. Uh, it, we're going in the wrong direction with some of these social media changes that are happening recently. And I feel like things are escalating and kind of ramping up. Um, Pinterest also just recently disabled searches for any anti-vaccination topics. So I guess instead of allowing people to kind of research and come to their own conclusions about things, uh, companies like Pinterest and YouTube think it's better to just mindlessly accept the mainstream narrative um, Apparently, they don't realize that censorship always backfires. I mean, it constantly does. Even the fact that they did this, uh, it was on you know multiple websites uh, across the news that this was happening, and, and that alone is just once again is going to spur interest. Uh, people are going to be curious, like, hey, wh- what do they not want me to know when it comes to this anti-vaccination information? Like, what are they trying to keep from me? And as we know from the Streisand effect. Censorship just doesn't work. If anything, it ends up having the unintended consequence of publicizing the information more widely. And if anybody isn't familiar with what the Streisand effect is, I know we've mentioned it a few times on this podcast. Um, I did a little research, and it's actually pretty straightforward. But it's basically um, a phenomenon where if you try to hide certain information, um, it becomes more and more widely available. Uh, so, you know, once people are aware that some type of information is being kept from them, their motivation to uh, find it and access it and spread it is increased. And it actually is uh, named after Barbara Streisand, uh, the American singer and entertainer. Um, I guess back in, this is kind of a funny story, but back in 2003, she attempted to suppress a bunch of um, pictures that were coming out on the Internet about her residence in Malibu, California, and it inadvertently drew more public interest and attention to it. So it, it's just funny how this works. And the same thing could be said about all these different topics that seem to be censored. You know, it's, it's been kind of one after another recently. And we're 
people who watch the news, we're the people who are constantly keeping tabs on these things. And we can kind of tell when certain topics start to take root and trend. Sometimes, you know, rarely it's organic, but most of the time it's kind of orchestrated by the mainstream media. So topics like vaccines right now and, and, you know, last year gun control was a big one. Uh, Recently, Kratom, that's starting to surface more. So keep an eye out for that. But they're generally referenced in kind of like a, a certain way. Um, usually negative, and they'll they'll smear anyone who disagrees with kind of the mainstream narrative, or if anyone even just questions the, the narrative, you know, there's going to be a headline calling those people out as well. You know, these media campaigns are very real. The mainstream media is very coordinated with uh, the information they roll out, when they roll it out, and how they roll it out with a certain narrative. So, you know, it, it's crazy, and I feel like... Uh, this is going to backfire as well. And I've already seen more and more uh, anti-vaxxers coming over to the Free Thought Project group, um, reaching out to me personally and, you know, telling me to, to not stop, keep talking about it, this and that. I can only imagine that the groups that are on Facebook and these different social media sites are just going to grow from this. And, you know, just a disclaimer here, we talk about vaccines. We're not doctors. We're not physicians. We're not Uh, experts at all. We're not telling you if you should or shouldn't vaccinate your child, but we have been paying attention long enough to kind of recognize a media smear campaign and organize propaganda. And that's exactly what's being rolled out right now. Yeah. And this, like you mentioned, this censorship, it creates polarization. So it'll send people running to one side of the, of this debate, you know, and then, so they'll accept these half truths that are on both sides. You know, there's some wild shit that comes from the anti-vaxxer crowd, you know, uh, there's also some wild shit that comes from the pro-vaxxer vaccine crowd. You know, they ignore all the, what the actual inserts of the vaccines themselves say, and they want to remove fucking informed consent and mandate that everybody get these exact same shots, which is just insanity to me. Yeah, so it, this the the censorship is driving people to opposite ends of the spectrum, creating more divide, and it ends up like it, instead of trying to fix this whatever false information that they're trying to hide, they end up creating more of it, and then so people start believing this wild bullshit about anything because they think that they're justified because the the censorship rolled out, you know. So the it it, it makes it proves one side right by the establishment agreeing with them and then it proves the other side right by the establishment saying what they're saying is needs to be censored and uh, and so it's it just a it's a horrible effect when it comes to the information flow and having uh healthy healthy discussions it's it's just it, it does the exact opposite of what it, their intentions are doing yeah it's a, it's at a point where they don't want there to be a discussion about certain topics and it, it some things are understandable like when you have like racism and stuff like that but then you have topics like this where it's like a health decision that people should be able to make with their bodies and this should be somewhat of a discussion that we have yet that isn't something that we can talk about so i kind of understand where people bring up the slippery slope argument and say like nothing should be off the table as far as the Streisand effect is concerned, though, I, I definitely I've seen it play out so many times, uh, you know, in the past two decades or so. Just that whole, you know, kind of concept. Uh, I remember a couple of years ago when Obama didn't want that picture of him shooting a gun. And then um, there were all <laughs> those crazy memes and it was hilarious. So, like, 
I don't necessarily think that the Streisand effect is a constant because I think that that kind of thing can only really happen if you have a somewhat of a free and open internet. And we're entering a time now where there is this, uh, you know, there's no other way to describe it than like a war over the internet. And there are the old media and the old traditional legacy kind of establishment system. They really they don't have much control on the internet. There's an old meme like, you have no power here. And it is kind of true for the most part, but in the past couple of years, they have been using their powers in the old world to, to gain all this power in the internet by their control of all the various uh, you know infrastructure that goes into it, and of course, financiers and the government and all breathing down their necks. We have this situation where people who have a different opinion about a war or a a medical procedure, they look like flat earthers. There could be a time like that not very far from now. You know, I, I see us compared to flat earthers on a regular basis, actually. The efforts to quell dissenting in public opinion is escalating. It's happening right now before our eyes. And if we continue to let this happen, it's only going to get worse. And, you know, don't forget, we always have the right to question authority. Uh, we have the right to question mainstream opinions. And isn't social media supposed to be a place where, like, information is shared? I thought that was kind of the point of it. I mean, ideas are supposed to be discussed. Uh, controversial topics are challenged. What is so wrong about that? Like, why? What do they? What do they fear? Like, what? You know, I, I guess it's just they're trying to control the narrative. But what's so wrong with discussing ideas, and especially ideas that could adversely affect you or your child's life, like vaccines? Exactly. <laughs> we should be able to ask why the media is hyping up this measles outbreak right now. You know, there's 159 cases of measles, and and all these people will be completely fine in two weeks when the measles are done. No one has died from it, and the media is calling it an epidemic. You know, the 36 cases of measles in Washington state caused the governor to declare a state of emergency where the National Guard could potentially come out and and quarantine people and, and lock them up for having the measles. And there's a massive push right now by the media. We should be able to question that. We should be able to question why, you know, why is this? Why are why are the government and the media doing this right now? You know, why is it that, you know, that, that 159 people, I think, are the most current numbers are getting all this attention for a, a disease that's essentially harmless? I mean, it's not harmless to everybody. You know, one in a thousand people dies from the measles. But, you know, that's but there's there's because there's underlying complications and everything else like that. Why is it that they're pushing this so hard? There's and, you know, my theory is that they're they're trying to stop those who question their corporate masters so the the vaccine companies spend billions of billions of dollars on all these on in advertising in these on these media companies so whenever there's there's a pushback against one of their shots or whatever then or they want to get more advertising for one of their shots then the they put the pressure on the media companies to to put these stories out they're like well vaccinations down we need more money in our pockets you need to go push this out there and tell everybody that there's an epidemic which is clearly a lie 159 cases out of uh, every single american is not an epidemic you know more people die like i think like 3 or 4 times more people die every year from bee stings than than have gotten the measles and just have gotten measles, you know, it's, it's crazy, man. And, but it's, it's, it, it's working. And so currently right now, uh, like Vi, you know, like Vive said, they're, they're censoring it, but this is actually, 
there's no Streisand effect here. They're they're actually they're winning in this information war. And currently, there are over a hundred bills in thirty different states right now that are that are designed to expand or restrict the uh, people people's rights to informed consent. So where they'll they'll they won't let your child go to school if you don't want to have the whole vaccine regimen or. They uh, are, or in some cases, they, they might even take your children from you. Some of these extreme bills like that, and those who are speaking out, even lawmakers now, it's not just it's not just social media wanting to censor. The lawmakers, representative uh, from Sacramento, uh, Richard Pan, he actually is requesting that the federal government step in and make it a crime questioning vaccines. They wrote a letter last month to the Attorney General of the United States saying to. Stop this attack on our nation's health by addressing the spread of vaccine misinformation. And yeah, like we said earlier, there's a lot of there's a lot of misinformation out there on both sides. But it's up to people to be critical thinkers and and make these decisions themselves and and look at all the information that is out there, including all the other doctors that agree with the the concerns over the vaccine safety. There's a lot of medical doctors out there that say this, and then they're just written off as quacks, you know, because because of this polarized issue. But there is. This information war is on when it's coming to vaccines right now. It appears that like those who want people to maintain their informed consent and who want to be able to hold the vaccine makers accountable, the the war on these people like us is it, it seems we seem to be losing it right now, and they seem to be controlling the narrative. And it's contrary to what they're saying because they then they put out a story this morning saying that people that are pro vaccine aren't good enough at the internet, so they need help from uh, media and social media companies to. To help them yeah. to fight this disinformation or whatever, something like the that. Al- the algorithm was basically drowning them out and giving anti-vax people more reach and more views. It's, it's That's what NBC claims anyway, which, yeah, it seems totally backwards. You go look at measles epidemic on Google and then go look at, uh, you know, like vaccine safety and go c- compare those two trends on Google. And you're going to see that the measles epidemic is like it, it just spikes, you know, and it's in mid-January. It just shot up like that and it looks like it does that every year but it looks like the because of all this legislation that's currently in these in these states across the country then it looks like it's finally you know it's finally wearing down and, and everybody's caving into it and they they're going to mandate medication for people pretty soon here once again you know the media is hyping up this issue and just yesterday i made a meme so basically there's 159 documented cases of measles so far this year the CDC says. But meanwhile, 1,600 kids die every year in state-run foster homes, according to The Guardian. So I, I don't know. What seems to be kind of more of the, the pressing issue and, and the bigger issue here? I mean, if kids are dying, that's that's pretty huge. You know, I know you actually covered that this morning as well, Matt. Yeah, and it's not just dying. There, there's uh, Some of them are being, uh, thousands of them are being sold as sex slaves, literally sex slaves on the black market for children. And they're they're coming from government protection care, from foster care and all these different CPS services across the country. It's uh, it's estimated that 18,000 children every single year get go missing out of these programs, out of these government-run programs. And a lot of them are for-profit by these these other companies. Like That's why 1,600 of them die and without anybody giving a shit. I think that that's so much more important, the fact that 18,000 children are, are going missing every year from government protection programs than 159 cases of measles you know what's what what where the hell are the priorities in the media that's getting zero coverage this that the fact that these that these 
children are going missing and thousands of them are going are sold into sex slavery. So like by the government's own data, like this is studies that the FBI and the Department of Homeland Security have conducted. And it's estimated that 88% of all missing sex trafficked, like kidnapped kids in this country have come out of the government system. That's a fucking huge problem. You know, we're talking thousands and thousands of kids. Is kids like like average age of 11. This is we're not talking about like teenage girls, you know, going and getting sucked up into a life of prostitution. We're talking kids who are being stolen from fucking foster homes and being pimped out like on the black market and sold to different people. This is happening on the government on a taxpayer dime. And here we are with 900 different news outlets across the country running fucking pump stories on a fake epidemic that's not real when all these children are still being out there. You know, and no one's talking about that at all. If these children go missing for over six months, they're, they're fucking pulled off the... They, they stop looking for them. The, the kids aren't... Um, they, they like... They, that's what... They're like dogs, you know? They, if, they, if they go missing out of this foster care system, the, they, they literally, like, remove them like, for if it, like they do with the unemployment numbers. You know, if, if someone's unemployed for six months, then they, they take you off the unemployment number. That's the statistics. So that, that's what happens to these kids that go missing. They, if they can't find them for six months, they just remove them from the system, and that's it. They're done. And these kids are being sold to crazy pedos all over the country. And, you know, we're sitting here talking about a, an epidemic of 159 people that, that doesn't exist. And that, so that's, the, that's what we're up against here. That's, that, that is the definition of the info war right here. So that just shows you where the priorities of the media are. They're not they're not for protecting anybody either. You know, they're to, to, there to push this fear so that they can maximize profits for the vaccine manufacturers and real children who are being trafficked and and abused and kidnapped and sold and all this other shit. They say nothing about it. Their silence is is complicit in in covering up this this epidemic of this real epidemic of the child sex trade in America. I think that their selective outrage kind of always tends to either benefit their advertisers, benefit the government, or somehow further the division that is created amongst people. Well, if you guys are ready to laugh, uh, here's something funny. So (laughs) the propaganda has come full circle here. Last week, Newsweek claimed that the same Russian trolls who influenced the election we're also responsible for pushing the anti-vaccination information onto uh, these social media sites. <laughs> they called. They said that the Russians are responsible for the measles outbreak because they pushed anti-vaccination on social media, and that's crazy. I mean, they, there is some real Russian farms out the uh, bot farms that that push some crazy shit. But I mean, there's the National Vaccine Information Center. There's all these other. There's real vaccine safety advocacy groups out there that aren't. Russians, you know, but yeah, that was yeah, well, that was utterly ridiculous. That they're like, oh, we don't have a reason, we can't say anything. Just, just say Russia did it. Russia, Russia, blame everything on the Russians. Yeah. Well, we were supposed to be, we were Russian bots at first, and you know that's what they accused us of being. Yeah, the but, Washington um, Post accused us of being Russians, <laughs> and then they exactly. accused us of being uh, Infowars replicas, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, one thing after another. Yeah, I, that's definitely one of their boogeyman narratives right now that they're they're using to get everybody with. 
But you, you could definitely tell the selective outrage with the issues. And I mean, even on the vaccine issue itself, more people are injured through those vaccines than have measles. You know what I mean? And I'm not talking about autism. I think that's a bit of a distraction. I'm, I'm talking about the actual just straight up injuries that are that are caused by the additives in in the vaccines. So like that isn't even compared with the measles people. And then it really is obvious that there is a narrative that they are enforcing. And, you know, I, I don't necessarily think that the reporters even necessarily know what they're doing i think there's a lot of arrogance uh among people in the the mainstream positions because everybody else agrees with you out there so earlier on the show we said you know we're we're not we're not scientists doctors we're not going to tell you what to do except for think for yourself but i see so many people all day so condescending talking about you know, these stupid anti-vaxxers and like these people don't know anything. They haven't even read a study. They're just deferring to somebody else's knowledge that they trust. And they are they're acting all smart about things. And I think that, you know, that transcends into the media, too. What happened to my body, my choice? Right. You can't be pro-choice for abortion, but then anti-choice when it comes to mandatory vaccines. Like that's just not logically consistent in the slightest. And, you know, the same with the people on the right. You know, they claim to be pro-freedom when it comes to, you know, waving their flag or celebrating the 4th of July, but then they're anti-freedom when it comes to other topics such as vaccine choice. Yeah, there's the there's a cognitive dissonance in there and uh, by from the people that are like these rabid pro-vaxxer people. And like Jay, Jason said it earlier, we're not we're we're not telling you what to do with vaccines or anything, but you should we should all make well-informed decisions and 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 consent to them. We should we should not have one size fits all medicine policy that's mandated upon us. So yeah, in the same breath, you know, these people are yeah, GlaxoSmithKline, you know, they got caught lying on that study of Paxil saying it was safe for kids and it led to like a an epidemic of childhood suicides. They're terrible, but okay, you you got to be forced now to take their MMR vaccine or their their uh, um their Gardasil shot, you know, that takes like a blind spot in your brain to be able to unquestioningly want to mandate these vaccines because the same companies that are making these vaccines are in the news every day for for scandals and getting caught lying to the public and where like thousands and thousands of people die you know and what vibe said earlier it's true the mmr vaccine there was a study published uh, by the physicians for informed consent in the british medical journal that showed that the 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 mmr vaccine is likely far worse than getting the measles it's estimated that like it causes like thousands or six I think six thousand children every year suffer some ter- pretty terrible seizures from getting the MMR vaccine, and some of them are, are like hundreds of those thousands come out permanently injured with febrile seizures and, and then develop epilepsy as a result. So they want to mandate that everybody get that. You know that I think that's it's in, it's incredibly short sighted and and just insanity if you ask me. Yeah, from my observations, it's generally kind of like progressives in the left who are kind of pushing for the mandatory vaccines and just vaccines in general. But those people who are historically like the most skeptical of large corporations and big pharma, right? And and these are people also who trust the FDA, which is kind of crazy because all the time there's nationwide recalls for different drugs and pharmaceuticals that the FDA has approved. I mean, just just today there's a nationwide recall for blood pressure medication. 
but yet these people are suggesting that mandatory vaccinations producers have zero liability. You know, it's just there's no logical consistency there. Not at all. And they've paid they've paid billions in, of dollars in fines for their illegal practices and and for causing grave harm to children and adults alike. It's just it's just so insane. You know that's the. That's the, that's the same people that think that they can make people safer by controlling the information that they see as well. You know, that's the same exact lack of logic that's applied to that situation as well. 1986, there was like a National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act, which basically like took away the liability from vaccine producers, created like a taxpayer funded compensation program. And yeah, as of, like you said, Matt, as of uh, 2018, I guess they had awarded nearly $4 billion dollars to vaccine victims. That's our taxpayer dollars, by the way. And uh, two-thirds applicants have been denied compensation. So like, they're very selective as well as to who gets these payouts. Right. Yeah. There's, it's billions and billions of dollars that gets paid out like that every year. And, they, and the drug manufacturers don't have to, they're not held liable at all. They have to prove that the drug, in order for the drug manufacturer to actually be held accountable for an injury caused by a vaccine, according to that Childhood Protection Act, they have to be um, actually found to be acting in maliciously. Like they have to have, you know, known that there was going to cause harm and then, and then done that. So, and then like deliberately allowed it to happen, which I mean, arguably mm-hmm. that's, that's happened in some instances, you know, we've seen some of this CDC scientists that they've destroyed evidence that that they knew that the one of these vaccines caused harm to to black children and they kind of they destroyed that evidence. That's what the movie Vaxed was all about. But yeah, the the, the taxpayers shell out billions of dollars for the injuries that these countless children suffer every year. And since 1988, I think it's been I think it's been like three billion dollars, something like that. So it's crazy, man. <laughs> Imagine having that ability to remove your liability from anything and then just pass it on to the taxpayer as a company. I mean, where where is the incentive to put out a safe product? It's it's virtually non-existent. You know, there's there's no incentive to put out to to be to act in the in, in regards with safety because kill a hundred thousand people and and as long as you, they can't prove that you didn't do it maliciously, then you're just fine. You know, that's the crazy. same thing could be said about. You know, the FDA, the CDC, I mean, any of these government monopolies, they just don't have incentive to actually be accountable, to actually be effective, uh, you know, and it makes sense. I mean, they're being paid regardless via taxation. You know, these uh, agencies are going to exist one way or another. And yeah, especially when they take away uh, the liability for these vaccine manufacturers. But until there's like decentralized solutions um, where, you know, these third-party entities actually have to prove that they are effective, that they are uh, accountable, that they are doing the work that the people want and are valuable to society, this isn't going to change. And this is just one of the side effects of having monopolies as these uh, food and drug regulation agencies or, or whatever. I mean, you could basically put any government agency on that list and it will still apply. And ultimately, I mean, I feel like this whole vaccination issue just kind of comes down to uh, personal liberty issue. I mean, does the collective have the right to tell an individual what they can and can't do with their own body? I guess the more broader issue, I think this will be coming up more and more in the future as a lot of these uh, issues become more polarized is, 
it's the consequence of being coerced into this social contract that we didn't voluntarily agree to. So there's all these public institutions, like public schools, for instance. You know, they have to get vaccinated just to be a part of these public schools. A lot of people don't have the money, resources to send their children to, you know, private schools, Waldorf schools, places like that. So once again, this is kind of just pitting people against each other. And ultimately, like I said, it it all kind of comes back to this social contract in our society that we didn't voluntarily agree to that we're kind of being pushed into. And now the consequences of that are going to continue just to keep coming up and we'll continue to clash with each other, you know, on different sides of this issue. Yeah, it's this whole thing where we're all forced into the same way of being. And there are a lot of issues in in the political realm where they try to lump everybody in there. They say, like, everybody is involved with this, and then they have some justification and some, you know, mental gymnastics that they do. In this case, it's herd immunity that they suggest it's not just your decision anymore. Right. Um, and these people are very, very attached to that idea, but the same excuses are used in other areas. They use it with drugs. They say, oh, it's not just the drug addict that is hurting themselves because they steal from people and they they go crazy and they get in car accidents and they hurt their family and yada, yada, yada. So there's always an excuse to take people's right way to do what they want with their own body, you know, because we all do live in this world together. And it is true that our decisions affect one another, but you know, that's that's this world. That's reality. You can't go around trying to control every single thing that every person does to avoid a possible bad outcome someday. Right. The, we are. That's the, the only solution that government tends to provide is to whenever a problem comes up, it's to restrict freedom with, to try to prevent that problem from occurring again. And that's just not the right way to go about things. You know, that's we end up with less freedom and, and actually the bigger problems oftentimes and it's always under the guise of the the collective and this battle of the collective versus the individual and the censorship to make sure that the collective gets to put their stamp on everything that they allow everybody to see you know there's an article by the verge that came out that showed what the, the all these moderators that actually do the censoring on facebook what they're going through in that place that they work at where where there's like there's i think there's um there's like dozens of locations throughout the world that where moderators thousands of moderators work in these buildings and they every time a post is flagged for moderation they have to look at all this and apparently it's uh it's driving these people insane to have to do this to be to act as censors and when it's not driving them insane it's actually because people are reporting these things as conspiracy theories and they're they're saying they needed to be flagged and some of these moderators are actually changing their worldviews based on the memes that get reported to them. So some of them are starting to question 9-11. And the, the Verge article reported it as a bad thing. But, I mean, I think that opening your mind and starting to question the official story on different things is amazing. You know, that's what you're supposed to do. Hell but, yeah. Yeah. So, the, but the, like, it, apparently it's, it's like a slave sh- uh, sweatshop where these people get paid just a little bit more than minimum wage to go through and disapprove posts and approve posts. And they're, uh, they're not directly working for Facebook. They're working for some other third party company that, uh, so the Facebook can have like plausible deniability if they get mistreated and all this. It's, uh, it's a crazy situation, man. And that just shows you what, how, 
far this uh how terrible censorship is even for the censors you know they were doing like uh, uh drugs smoking weed uh having sex on the clock right in the actual yeah. office that's, that's another thing i read apparently one dude brings a gun to work because he fears like retaliation and i mean yeah they have don't. armed guards but for so disgruntled employees can't come back in and shoot the place up like that's what these people are talking about like that's right. the cost of of controlling the flow of information it's a, it's mass hysteria and insanity and and people fucking in the broom closet you know <laughs> yeah and they have a therapist on staff that talks to the people every single day to make sure they're not going completely crazy and one woman sued the uh i guess the subsidiary company for giving her ptsd and all these uh you know employees there claiming that they had ptsd I definitely found it interesting that a lot of them actually believed in the stuff that they were censoring. It's it's just kind of crazy to think about and just shows you just how even when you're dealing with a human being, you're not even really dealing with them. They have a line that they're supposed to, uh, you know, tow. And I from what I saw in the article, even the information that they get to fact check us is filled with a whole bunch of inaccuracies. Uh, from even having the date of the election wrong to having uh, all sorts of minor uh, details like that were the ones that they mentioned and caught on. But if they can't even get stupid stuff like that right and they're flagging us and banning our accounts and taking down businesses essentially uh, just over them being wrong, it's just it's pretty pretty crazy that it actually came out in an article regardless of what the spin was. Of course, they focused on some guy that went around telling everybody that the earth was flat and everything but at the same time it's crazy how that works that even the people we're dealing with on the other end that might agree with us still have to censor us right and yet somehow they're still allowing children to be sold openly for weeks on facebook you know they have all these thousands of moderators all over the all over the planet but an auction literally selling children ran on Facebook for several weeks until the they found it but the the child had already been sold like that's the, they were running an auction on Facebook so they while they're while they're trying to censor all these memes that that uh you know that might be true or fake or whatever or whatever you know they they're they're letting shit like this go under the radar and even on their WhatsApp, doesn't Facebook own WhatsApp, or am I wrong there? Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. So like, there's there's Momo profiles on WhatsApp, and and these people are like they're 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 luring people into it on, and all they have to do is shut that down, you know? I mean, they're, they're but they can't do that. They can't do these simple things because they're too busy out there censoring political opponents and everything else like that, and it's driving them fucking crazy. And I can't say that I I have too much empathy for that. And speaking of Facebook, even more ironically, pages that were tied to Russian state-backed media apparently had four pages that were removed on February 15th. And I guess like the two of the more known pages were Soapbox and In the Now, but they were restored uh, you know, after about a week and a half, which is kind of an interesting development because it appears that there is a way to influence Facebook to reverse their decisions. Of course, it must be nice because we filed numerous appeals. We emailed and messaged Facebook at least 100 times. 
if not more. I mean, even our Facebook insider couldn't help us. Uh, the handful of lawyers that I talked to seemed disinterested or overwhelmed by the idea of challenging Facebook. So uh, they must have really pulled some strings. Uh, it's pretty crazy, in my opinion, and I'm just kind of wondering when do we get our pages back. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening to Facebook, we'd like them back any day now. <laughs> our, I think it had a lot to do with us being lumped in with Alex Jones and just – even though we were extremely critical of him all the way until up he up until the point where he got banned, and then we were like, "Hey, hey, he shouldn't have gotten banned. That's ridiculous." Even though he's crazy, um, so yeah, we we were never even really supportive of him, and except for the censorship issue, and we got lumped in with him, and I, I think that's why we they were so it was so easy for them to sweep us under the rug, even though we had a very large page. It's all part of this um, this big this war on information that we've been talking about, and uh, we just gotta we gotta keep fighting it. You know, we might be while we might be losing on some fronts, I think we're gaining ground on others, and and I think that that's a you know it's a, obviously a very good thing. So we're gonna have to keep fighting, and uh, you know they wanna they wanna mandate vaccinations for us. I'll I'll roll on out of this country, no problem. <laughs> I hear you, man. I'll be right behind you. And just words of advice here before we wrap this up, you know, always be very mindful and wary of any news outlet that isn't trying to give you information, but they're attempting to make you feel stupid or crazy for questioning popular opinion. Uh, it seems to be rampant within these mainstream news organizations these days. You know, they're not trying to provide you any information to come to your own conclusions. They're just trying to mold your views with an appeal to popular opinion fallacy. So don't buy the bullshit. Yep, there's no measles epidemic, people. 159 cases does not an epidemic make. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think that's a good place to leave us off for today. I uh, just wanted to remind everybody to rate, review, subscribe. Subscribe to our 3.0 channel now. We'll see everybody next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.